Hello, my friend. Welcome to How to Like Your Life, a brain training podcast for mindset transformation. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm Emily Lies. I'm a brain training specialist and hypnosis practitioner, and I'm here to teach you how to harness your own inner power using the magic and science of brain training and self-hypnosis to transform your life and like your life. Before we jump into the episode, I have a very exciting announcement The next cohort of my six-week hypnotic empowerment brain training masterclass is open for registration. The class will be from May 18th to June 22nd, and it's a live brain training and hypnosis online course where I will personally guide you through mental practices and exercises that you can use to reprogram your mind. You'll learn how to really clear out the mental junk that's holding you back by reducing your stress, reprogramming, limiting beliefs, regulating your nervous system so that you can start to condition your mind to feel better. You'll also learn really practical ways to increase your access to joy, boost your confidence, believe in yourself more boost motivation, and get clarity on your goals so that you can boldly pursue them. We will do all of this through live group calls every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. There's recordings if you can't make it live or if you want to go through the program at your own pace. There are video lessons, guided hypnosis recordings each week, journal prompts, worksheets, a private community forum, and so many more resources. And I'm so excited to personally guide you through this process. I do offer flexible payment plans through Afterpay, and you can learn more and get all of the information to register at the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see you there. And without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Today's episode is part two of a two-part series on habits. So last time we talked about the key to breaking unwanted habits in a way that really helps you support your mind and body. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I highly recommend going back and giving it a listen. It lays a really fantastic foundation for how habits work in our lives and what purposes they serve. Now today we're talking about adopting new habits that really align with the version of you that you want to be, how to align your daily actions with your big goals so that you can get closer and closer to the life that you want in a way that feels easy, in a way that feels manageable. In the self-help space, there's so much conversation around big goals and setting huge intentions and really figuring out what you want your ideal life to look like. And of course, that is a huge part of the work that I do and the conversations that we have here. But you can make vision boards all you want. You can visualize your dream life all you want. But it's really essential to figure out sustainable ways to take action to actually get to that life that you are visualizing so often. Because clarity on our goals is really important. We have to know where we're going, but we also have to take the steps to get there. That's like planning a trip or a vacation and not actually booking the flights. If you want your life to change, you've got to change your life (laughs) to some degree, right? And so small daily habits are going to be the key to helping you transform your life. Those big, huge, amazing achievements and moments don't happen without the teeny tiny baby steps along the way. And so the process that I wanna share with you today is the process of taking the life that you want in your future and scaling it back to the most manageable, the most doable steps and habits that can bring you closer to your goal and like your life along the way. In this podcast, we talk a lot about how people love the phrase, I'll be happy when dot, 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 and they always fill in the blank with the big thing that they want for their lives. 
And this idea is ultimately postponing our joy and our love of our lives and our happiness and our fulfillment until our external circumstances change. And if you've been listening for a while, you'll know that the point of this podcast, How to Like Your Life, is about giving yourself permission and tools to be able to like your life now, to enjoy more of the good moments and the neutral moments that you're in and to feel more okay in the harder ones. So it's essential that the habits that you adopt create space for you to like your life today. I know from personal experience, it can be very daunting to implement new habits, particularly because our brains resist anything that is new. Our brains are wired to see newness as a threat. So we need to create an incentive behind the habits that we're implementing so that we feel really deeply aligned with them. So we're more likely to follow through on them day after day without so much resistance. And a way that we can do that is to tie these habits very closely to our why, to our identity. Because when we identify with our habits, when we say things like, oh, I'm the kind of person who dot, dot, dot. I'm the kind of person who gets really stressed in crowds. I'm the kind of person who has to brush my teeth first thing in the morning. I'm the kind of person who really needs my morning coffee, etc. You hear people saying this phrase all the time. It's tying an action into your identity. And then that makes it way more likely for us to continue to engage in that habit each day, whether it's good for us or not. So when we are coming up with habits to help you get closer to your goals, the first step is to identify what it is you want to achieve. What is the goal in the future? And for the sake of this little exercise, just pick one. Just pick one thing that you want for your life. Maybe you want to run the New York Marathon. Maybe you want to travel more. Maybe you have a really big career aspiration. Maybe you want to be a parent. Just identify a goal that you have for your future. For me, for example, a big goal of mine that I'm currently working towards is writing a book. It is my goal to have a published book out there on brain training and self-hypnosis. So I'll walk you through these steps with my example, and then you can apply it to whatever it is that you are working towards. Once you've identified a goal that you want to work towards, step two is then to identify the identity that comes along with your future self, the version of you that has reached those goals, that is living that life that you want. What identity does that person have in conjunction with meeting that goal? So for example, my big goal this year is to write a book. So my future self identity is a writer, an author. If your goal is to run the New York Marathon one day, your future self's identity is a runner. Looking at some other examples, if you want to start a business, then your future self might be an entrepreneur. If a big goal is to travel the world, your future self is a traveler. If you want to have kids, your future self is a parent, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, it could also be broader than this, you know, if you have a big goal to get physically strong and go to the gym frequently, then it might not be that your future self is an athlete, but it could be the identity of someone who's physically strong. So really identify what the identity is that you want to become in the future. I would highly encourage you to do this in a journaling exercise because it can be really eye-opening and interesting to see the flow of this. So feel free to write this down and pause as you're exploring each of these steps. 
And once you've figured out what identity you want that's connected with the goal that you're working towards, we can move on to step three. Now, I also want to mention that we embody so many different identities in our lives. So this isn't just the one identity that you will embody. It's just one of many. And this one can really help you get to that particular goal that you're seeking. So for step three, this one is very simple, but I'd like you to complete the phrase. A blank is someone who blanks. So a runner is someone who runs. Take the identity and then complete the sentence with the action that that person takes. A writer is someone who writes. A traveler is someone who explores. A parent is someone who cares for people. An artist is someone who creates new things in the world, etc., etc. There's so, so many different ways that you could approach this. But consider the identity that your future self has. And then complete the phrase, a blank is someone who blanks. And although this may seem obvious... The reason that we're doing this is we're turning that identity that's associated with your goal back into an action, a habit, an activity, a behavior that you can do that can help you align with that future self-identity. And this is how we're bringing it back to habits so we can visualize our big goals all we want. But in order to get there, we really need to take action. So you've identified the action that that future self takes. As that identity. So the next step is to create very, very manageable versions of that action to turn them into daily habits. And I want you to think as small as possible for this. So step four is to take that action and scale it back into something that feels like something you can do every single day or often or regularly as a habit. So for example, if your future self is a runner, you might make the action running for two minutes every time you go for a walk. If your future self is a traveler, you might turn that into driving a different route home each day and setting an intention to notice something new that you've never seen before. If your future self is a singer or an actor, you take time to sing in the shower or read a play once a week. The goal here is to really take these big, huge identities and scale them into the smallest, most doable actions that align with that identity. Because even if I'm working on writing a book and my future self-identity is a writer, I am still a writer if I spend 30 seconds writing two sentences a day. That still connects me with that identity. And the more we show up with those actions that are aligned with the identities that we want, the easier it is for us to believe that we are that version of ourselves, that we are capable of being writers, runners, parents, travelers, etc., in an ongoing way. So often I see people trying to change their lives with just brute force <laughs> and they decide all of a sudden they wake up one day and they say, I'm a runner now. I'm going to run three miles every single day for the rest of my life. And while that's great, if that works for you, Awesome. For a lot of people, that's going to create a ton of resistance because our brains really resist change. They want to follow the path of least resistance, which is the way we've always done things. And our identities and beliefs live in the subconscious mind. The subconscious makes up the majority of our brain function, and it determines how we move through the world, how we make choices, 
how we experience stress and emotions and habits, etc. And so if we want to change our lives, we really need to speak the language of our subconscious. And the subconscious learns from experience, more than thoughts, more than words, more than willpower. It really needs ongoing experience to adopt a new way of being. So by taking these big identities that we want and then scaling them back to super small actions, actions that are so tiny that they don't even really create that much resistance because they feel so manageable, we can start by implementing those teeny tiny habits as a way to kind of sneak around the subconscious mind. And all of a sudden, we're giving our subconscious minds experiences of what it's like to become the identity that we want. It has experiential evidence. And so as I decide to write two sentences a day for my book, all of a sudden, my brain is going to start to believe that I'm a writer. And a writer is someone who writes. And so once I have that belief and that identity, it might become easier for me to write more in a day because it's a part of who I am and how I move through the world. In the same way that someone might be a person who has to drink their coffee before they start anything else in their day. They just do it. So we want to release the resistance, release the pressure, release the need for force in everything that we're doing to work towards our goals. Of course, it takes work. Of course, We still have to show up for ourselves, but the more ease that we can put around the process of getting started and building out this new identity, the easier it's going to be, the less taxing it will be for your mind and your nervous system, and the less likely you are to burn out from it before you even get to that big goal. So again, take some time to figure out the smallest version, the smallest action that you can take that would align you with that identity. And you might even come up with a few different options and see what resonates best with you. And again, we want to shift this back to that identity piece that you want to adopt for the future. So next, if you're writing in a journal, write down the phrase, I am the kind of person who dot, 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 and complete that phrase with the action that you just wrote. So for me, I'm the kind of person who writes two sentences a day. Or if you want to be a runner, I am the kind of person who jogs for a block every time I go for a walk. If you want to be a traveler, you might say, I'm the kind of person who drives a different way home on my way home from work. Complete that phrase, I am the person who. And that, again, is tying that action, that experience, that evidence for your brain back to the identity. And so the more that you engage in that task the more you're reinforcing this new belief that you are that kind of person. And your brain is going to start to perceive that this matters to you and it's going to be easier and easier to engage in this task and then build upon it. So ultimately, we want to maybe write more than two sentences a day as we're trying to write a book, right? But starting small, starting with those baby steps can ease us into that identity and eventually it will become second nature and then it'll be easier to write four sentences a day or a couple paragraphs or for a half an hour every morning, etc. But we don't want to start with that big task and shock our nervous systems into something that is creating a lot of resistance. Now, if a bigger task doesn't create resistance for you, if you want to do more, feel free. This is really a workaround for when you're struggling to get started with the habits that you want to adopt to become the person you want to be. 
So you now have this little formula for bringing in new small actions into your life, into your days. And of course, the next step is to actually do them and follow through on them, right? So we want to find ways to build it into your daily life, again, in a way that creates a sense of ease. I'd like to quickly interrupt this episode to share a bit about how you can make it easier to like your life using my hypnosis app, Doddle. What you might not know is that every single episode of this How to Like Your Life podcast is paired with a recommended guided hypnosis session on the Doddle app to help you enhance the practices that we're talking about here so you don't have to figure it out all on your own. On the app, you'll also find tons and tons of full-length hypnosis sessions to help you in so many areas of your life, including relaxation, stress relief, focus, motivation, joy, confidence, health and healing, sleep, getting in touch with your goals, and so much more. There's also a whole library of eyes-open hypnosis for you to listen to while you're doing things actively, while walking, while showering. There's also a library of mood shifters, which are practices that are under five minutes designed to help you get out of a stress response fast and feel better quickly. So in this podcast, I'll teach you how to like your life and on Doddle, it'll become a very easy task. So make sure to try out Doddle for free for seven days and you can find the download links in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. Research in neuroscience tells us that when you focus on something, when you think about it and you put your attention on it, it grows. The more you focus on something, the more that neural pathway is going to be strengthened in your brain. So a way that you can make it even easier to implement that teeny tiny habit is to imagine yourself doing it. Simply imagining yourself following through on that new habit can reinforce the likelihood that you'll follow through on it in real life because the subconscious mind doesn't really know the difference between imagination and reality. So take a moment now to imagine yourself following through. If you're driving, please stay alert. Please keep your eyes open. But otherwise, if you're in a place where you're able to briefly close your eyes, maybe do that. Take a long, deep breath in and let it all out with a big sigh out your mouth. And just take a moment to imagine yourself following through on that tiny habit. Imagine it going well. Picture yourself following through, feeling good, feeling proud of yourself. And as you are imagining doing this task, say to yourself, I am the kind of person who dot 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 completes this activity. I am the kind of person who does this. And really picture yourself handling it well and enjoying the process. You can go ahead and open your eyes back up. And even that simple act of imagining yourself following through on that thing helped to strengthen that neural pathway. Even that super small imagery started to change your brain. So a way that you can really release this resistance is before engaging in that habit each day, close your eyes and imagine yourself doing it. Imagine yourself handling it, enjoying it, and following through. And then go ahead and do it in real life. And the more that you do this, the more that you are solidifying that process even deeper because you're getting two experiences for the price of one. You're imagining it before you even do it. And then you do it in real life, reinforcing what you've just imagined. And that's going to increase the likelihood of you to continue following through on this again and again. And we talked about this last week, but I also really want to emphasize that the brain doesn't change overnight. Visualizing it once and doing this habit once isn't necessarily going to transform everything about how you move through your days. It takes 
time to change the brain. It takes time to strengthen new neural pathways and new behaviors. Research says that it can take anywhere from 18 to 254 days to form a new habit. It takes time. And so as you move throughout your days, you might catch yourself forgetting to follow through on that habit, and that's okay. Being human is messy. We are not striving for perfection. So if you ever catch yourself as you go to bed and you realize that you didn't do that habit that day, forgive yourself. Offer yourself some compassion because it takes time to create real lasting change. And then if you feel inclined to do so, maybe just close your eyes and visualize what it would have been like if you had followed through on that habit. Imagine and visualize the day that you already had, but picture yourself incorporating that activity. And that is still going to reinforce that neural pathway. If you're having a hard time getting going and you're really noticing yourself feeling stuck with starting this new habit and implementing it, another really fantastic way to create change with a sense of ease is to stack your habits together. So take something that you're already doing and pair that habit with the new one. So for example, something that I follow through on pretty consistently is going for my morning walk. I love going for a walk in Central Park every day. And so if I want to work on writing my book, there's no rule that says I have to sit at a computer to do it. So I could stack the habit of going for a walk and work on writing two sentences while I'm outside. Or if you are a singer and you want to sing more, you could sing in the shower. You probably shower regularly enough, right? And you could decide that every time you get in the shower, you're going to sing. And there is so, so much research that shows that when we stack our habits together, when we stack a new habit on top of something that is already established, then that old habit that we already have can act as a cue for us to follow through on the new one. In neuroscience, they say neurons that fire together wire together, which means that when we have multiple experiences happening at the same time, they become connected in the brain. So if you start to pair your new habit with something you're already doing, those neurons are going to wire together and it's going to be way more likely for you to remember to follow through on it and make it easier for you to do so. And the final key to adopting these habits that I really want to emphasize is giving yourself a sense of reward when you've completed it. Again, we're starting with the teeniest, tiniest little habits that you can possibly engage in to create a sense of ease. But even though that action is small, I want you to make it a really big deal. When we make things a big deal, when we celebrate them and really cheer ourselves on and give ourselves permission to be proud of what we're doing, it's creating a sense of reward in the brain. And that releases dopamine and a whole bunch of positive chemical reactions in the brain and body occur that makes it more likely for us to follow through on it again and again and again because our brains are associating that action with feeling good. So every time you follow through on that teeny tiny task, maybe give yourself a high five or make yourself smile, wrap yourself in a hug, say, I'm so proud of you. I personally really like to reward myself by putting my arms above my head and saying the word yes with a big smile. I know it's really goofy, but it works. It is communicating to our subconscious minds that this is something worth celebrating. And the more you can pair that sense of reward and positive emotion along with ease in that habit, it's going to help you continue to follow through on it. Now, I know we're starting with the smallest little actions, 
But that's just the first step. So once you really get accustomed to doing that small action each day and that repetition feels easy for you, that's a time to start building upon it. Make it bigger. Gradually write more, run more, create more, travel more. And every time you engage in these activities that align with the identity that you want, reinforce that identity for yourself. Remember, the brain learns from experience. So when you're doing these habits, say to yourself, I'm the type of person who does this. As you're jogging down the street, say to yourself, I am a runner. As you're writing, say to yourself, I am a writer. And it's going to make the process so much easier and so much more enjoyable. Remember, this podcast is called How to Like Your Life, not how to live your life and feel kind of blah about it. (laughs) The more you celebrate yourself, the more you're going to like yourself, the more you're going to like the activities you're doing, and the closer you're going to get to the goals that you have for your future. So to recap this whole process, start by identifying the goal that you have, where you want to be in your future. Step two is to figure out the identity that goes along with that future self. Step three is to turn that back into an action, saying a blank is a person who blanks, a writer is a person who writes, a runner is a person who runs. Fill in those blanks. And then step four is to take that action, that verb, and scale it back into the teeniest, tiniest, smallest version of that action that you can come up with that feels very easy and manageable for you to implement regularly. This might look like writing for two minutes or writing two sentences a day. This might look like jogging for 30 seconds on your morning walk. Make it really, really small, really, really doable. And then step five is to find ways to follow through on this action. You might visualize the process of this little habit as a way to reinforce what it feels like in your mind to complete it. You might stack it with other habits, pairing it with something you're already doing, and give yourself compassion if and when you mess up. We're going to mess up. I am a brain training specialist. I have all of these tools at my disposal, and I am so imperfect about it. It is okay to be messy. But start to give yourself permission to become the future version of you that you want to be by taking these small actions now. I'm a very practical person, so I want to share with you some additional resources that can help support the things that you're implementing from this podcast. Firstly, I have my hypnosis app, Doddle, which has over a hundred guided sessions for so many different areas of your life. And the coolest thing about the Doddle app is that it's paired with this podcast, How to Like Your Life. So for every episode in this podcast, in the Doddle app, you will find a library with a suggested guided hypnosis session that matches the theme of the episode. Doddle is free to try for seven days. You can check it out, cancel anytime. And all of the info is linked in the show notes. And if you want to take a much deeper dive into brain training and self-hypnosis and work with me to learn how to retrain your brain to really like your life fully, I do have a live masterclass called Hypnotic Empowerment. It's a six-week online brain training intensive with live group calls, video lessons, new guided hypnosis sessions and brain training practices every week and so, so much more that's designed to really help you clear out the mental junk that is keeping you stuck so you learn how to reduce your stress, reprogram limiting beliefs, regulate your nervous system, build your confidence, increase your access to joy and motivation, and really gain clarity on your goals so that you can boldly and confidently pursue them. 
And the next cohort is officially open for registration. It's from May 18th to June 22nd. The live calls are every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, but if you can't make it live, that's totally okay. You can access the recordings anytime. You have access to the entire course for a full year. It is truly such a wonderful mental reset in such a beautiful and supportive community. So make sure to check out the link in the show notes to learn more and claim your spot in the Hypnotic Empowerment Masterclass. If you got something out of this episode, if you benefited from this in any way, please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you feel so inclined, please also rate and review this podcast. Ratings and reviews are so, so helpful for creators like me to reach more people and continue to offer these resources for free because I really, really want to make brain training accessible and make self-care accessible because everyone deserves to like their life. You are so capable of liking your life. You have so many inner strengths within you that can help you feel better. You have been listening to How to Like Your Life. This is Emily Lies, and it's been so wonderful chatting with you. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you soon. Bye friend.